This is the Drunken Comedian Podcast with your host, Matt Horse. Hello and welcome back to episode 3 of Drunken Comedian Podcast, otherwise known as hashtag DrunkComPod. Yeah, you have to use the hashtag. Hi, um, it's been a very, very long time. Um, how are you? Uh, that's good slash bad. Um, but, uh, well, uh, thanks for tuning in again. It's, uh, yeah, I, it's been an embarrassingly long time since I've released a, a drunken edition of this. Um, and I just want to say sorry for taking a little bit of time. Uh, I had hoped when I first died out it would be a, a consistent thing. But for two main reasons, it hasn't been as slick as I had uh, thought. Uh, firstly, uh, I, uh, it's, this podcast is very hard to organise because uh, where I live at the moment is a bit in the countryside and uh, and and what it means is I have to... Uh, it, the podcast has to be under a very specific set of circumstances for me and the interviewee in which that... Um, that we both have to be available. We both have to be able to drink and get home, uh, and 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 also it has to be at a time for the comedian, well, for both of us, a day we're free. And sometimes I've had a couple of comedians pull out uh, for paid gigs, which is totally cool, you know. Uh, but so we, that's a bit of a uh, that's been. A spike in the wheel. That's why the you know, caffeinated comedians are a little bit easier to record because it's a bit more simpler. Uh, but uh, and also, I've also been producing the History of Comedy podcast in several objects. Um, if you if you don't know what His Compod is, it's a it's a podcast where uh, the University of Kent uh, they they look into the uh, British stand comedy archive, both Oliver Double and Elspeth Miller. They uh, they pick out an object and discuss the history of it. It's a really cool podcast. If you love like comedy nerds, if you if you are a comedy nerd, go and check that out because it's like the most fascinating podcast. Um, and we get guests like Richard Herring, Josie Long, uh, Angela Barnes, uh, really cool people uh, on the podcast. That uh, so, uh, and that's a weekly thing. I've, I had to produce that, so I've been a little bit pod busy. But you know, we're back. We're back, uh, and I've recorded a lot of episodes for you. Um, I've got to tell you, I've recorded a lot in a very short space of time, and that is. Not doing wonders for my kidneys at the moment. <laughs> I did not drink a lot before doing this podcast, but man, my my liver is like, man, please help me. What you doing with all that liquid? Um, so yeah, it's there's some episodes which um is they're good but very drunken. Uh, so I hope you enjoy me making it. The thing is, it's not even the other person that's drunken. It's me, and I'm an embarrassment. Uh, and the worst thing is editing this as well. It's the worst. Because uh, uh, you have to listen to every awful thing that you've said. Uh, uh, and, I mean, just like, not like bad awful, just cringy awful. But I uh, I, won't, I won't ramble on too much longer. Um I'm very proud to have this next guest on. Um, it's uh, we're, we're good friends. We hang out uh, a lot of gigs. We've gigged a lot together, and that's Konstantin Kissin. And uh, Konstantin, he's a Russian uh, 
comedian. Well, he's a comedian uh, who was born in Russia, came over to the UK when he was a teenager, uh, and grew up here. Uh, and he is a, a translator by day, comedian by night, and he's a very well. He knows a lot about politics and especially Russian politics as well. And he actually did feature on uh, Tiananmen Duyeb's partly political broadcast. Uh, so he is a very uh, he's a very knowledgeable guy. Uh, he has a lot of lovely satire during his shows. Um, and uh, this episode in particular was recorded uh, before his own comedy night called Comedy Tapas, and we had a couple of drinks before. Uh, before uh, the show started and we just had a chat about a lot of things about his comedy career uh, living in Russia and uh, we also talked a lot about politics as well because it's obviously quite a uh, a very confusing political time so we, we chatted about a lot of things and uh, I hope you enjoy the third episode of the Drunken Comedian Podcast take it away Uh, but how are you doing, man? Yeah, all good, thanks. I'm really, yeah. I'm really looking forward to the show we're about to do. It's the third one we've had. Yes. Um, do you want to explain the room to the listener? Well, uh, it's called Comedy Tapas, and the idea is that we have a wide, wide diversity of acts. So, Hence the tapas. Yeah, yeah, that's and a lot of people come and they go, Ooh, I'm really hungry. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, it's not about tapas, it's the, it's the metaphor. It's yeah. The idea yeah. is you get to try different things in small packages, <laughs> and you know, there's lots of them. So uh, that's quite. Uh, so, do you have many people coming down who want food and get? Yeah, well, I, I would say not many, but we get a few that yeah. I've I've heard well, my friends who've brought their friends and they've said, "Oh, this is new comedy night called Comedy Tapas. Come along!" And the people show up and go, "Oh, I'm so hungry. Let's yeah. go." Yeah, well, maybe you could have like for every you could, as you say, uh, with each of the acts, they represent some difference. It's like mm. diversity. Mm. You could like you know how um, there's wines that match with certain foods. Yeah, you could have certain dishes for every com- for comedian. You know that could get a little bit racist. Uh, that's I'll- what I was thinking. <laughs> this guy's Muslim. Do you want a, a pakora yeah, or whatever? Yeah, that's that's not. Uh, I mean, yeah, it could get very racist, very yeah. but especially if you chose it for him. Yeah, like, uh, this is. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I guess that could be a very short-lived comedy night, I suppose. But. Um, you know, it's By the way, I love how I said Muslim pakora, which is actually an Indian thing. Most Indians are not uh, Muslim. Well, I'm so... Uh, you're looking down your dictaphone now. You're just going to cut yeah, this yeah, bit because it's so, actually, so culturally gonna, insensitive. Just, what I'm going to do is I'm going to edit it to make you look the worst as possible. I'm gonna be like, I think I've already yeah, taken yeah. care of that. You don't need to edit anything, man. I, I did a podcast <laughs> recently uh, with uh, Laura Lex at the Cine Mastermind uh-huh. uh, and uh, it was with uh, Pitt Mason as well. And... Um, uh, I did really badly, and it's a very hard film quiz. That's the kind of thing. And uh, I thought, yeah, I'm pretty good at films, uh, and I am, but uh, I wasn't that good at films. And I, I did, I did well for one round. The rest of it was like I said some stupid things, and uh, and I thought Laura was going to edit some of it out, but oh no, she kept all of it. She but isn't that kind of the point? That yeah, everybody looks a bit silly, and I, it, I, I think it was funny, but I also was like, my my integrity is in ruins. You would have preferred to, for it to have been funny at someone else's expense, right? Yeah, that well, I say that, but then again, the entirety of my comedy is me laughing at my own yeah. expense, but. Um, but yeah, well, uh, welcome to the podcast. It's lovely to have you. Thanks here. for having me, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, uh, well, um, what, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, uh, I usually, I really don't drink that much beer. Yeah. Uh, very often. Um, well, I don't drink very much anyway. 
Um, but when I come here to this pub, I just I know the the guy who runs the bar yeah. quite well, and I'll just say to him, "Can I have something that tastes like this and yeah. looks like this?" Because and... it was very cool how you ordered it. Because uh, yeah. we had like a free token, which was a Scrabble yeah. uh, icon, and you were like, "Hey man, how's it going? Can I have a I fancy a such and such night?" Yeah. And I was like, "This is so hip and cool. This is not Tunbridge Wells. This is, uh, <laughs> this is uh, very metropolitan." I think it's just me, to be honest, man. Yeah. It's not like they have such a large choice. Yeah. It's just I don't know anything about beer. Do it's you know like, what I mean? It's like that uh, scene in uh, Hot. Furs was like, oh, what kind of wines do you have on display? Um, we have red or white. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, um, what, what is it you're drinking tonight? What? It's a Czech beer. Czech beer. That, and he said to me, do you want it yellow or red? That uh, and I healthy. and I totally went really conservative and I went yellow, please. <laughs> I, I don't want my beer red. Uh, but uh, how, how have you enjoyed the elections in the last uh, couple of weeks? I don't know. It's really weird. Like um, I'm not someone who's massive. I find I'm. A, a contrarian I fucking yeah. hate oh, yeah. I hate when people all believe the same thing so I, I hate Jeremy Corbyn just for that reason alone I'm yeah. like yeah I like his policies and he seems like a nice guy but everyone likes him fuck it yeah. but, I mean I, I have to say I did vote Labour uh, completely pointless in this yeah. constituency where I live because yeah. the, yeah, the so. Conservatives have a huge majority in the seat anyway uh, but the thing that I find weird is Labour supposedly did really well uh-huh. the Tories did really badly mm-hmm. And yet the Tories have 50 more seats <laughs> yeah. and, or 60 more seats and they're going to be the government again with an even worse <laughs> party joining them. It's like if you thought uh, a conservative UKIP coalition was going to be terrible, yeah. this is... Yeah. And, I don't, I, and also I think it's not going to last very long, so we're, oh, gonna, we're in for another election. Yeah, just, just um, for the sake of um, history, um, <laughs> this is being done... Uh, this is before nuclear war started. <laughs> yeah, if this is the last remnants of a uh, um, uh, human civilization. Um, this well, that, this is the greatest document ever, uh, really. I suppose uh, this is all you need uh, for humankind. Uh, but um, this is uh, this is on the June Sunday, 11th. yeah, June eleventh. Uh, this is after uh, a couple of days after the um, results. Uh, so we we don't know. There could be another election by the time this goes out. Pretty, you know? pretty, yeah. I'm pretty sure she's not going to last. Maybe three months, six yeah, months it's, at most. It's, it's, Maybe a week. Literally, like the thing is, how fast news goes by nowadays, especially on social media as well. Because like, uh, um, there was the thing with Co- uh, Kofi with, uh, mm. on, uh, with Trump. Uh, that the internet was in hysterics for that for a whole day, yeah. and now it seems like uh, old news. No one cares. <laughs> yeah, no one cares. That was like less than two weeks ago. It's, it's such a fast uh, cycle of news nowadays. Um, mm. So it must be kind of difficult to write. Um, political stuff and topical stuff now because uh, those references get outdated so fast yeah. if you know what I mean well I'm one of the few comedians that manages to still have Trump material that still works from a, from the election in November yeah um, and I, it's funny I did a gig at Angel Comedy on Friday mm-hmm. and I got a, a message through my official page from a guy who was in the audience in oh, America I don't know if you saw, saw this yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, the guy said uh, I really enjoyed your show on Friday uh, by the way I'm a Trump supporter I was like finally I'm reaching my target audience <laughs> well, it's, it's, I find it so strange because I've, I've like, encountered a couple of um, Trump fans in the UK but it's 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 weird because, like, uh, with the, the, in the UK, it's um, I think uh, with Brexit, it's much more polarizing and it's less comedic value. We can't, you can do less material on Brexit. It has to be very articulate. Yeah. Um, but with Trump material, it's it's it, most people in the UK are kind of kind of mostly anti-Trump. Yeah. Uh, uh, but the, there's a few. I remember doing a gig in Margate. Uh, you, I think you might have done this. Yeah, gig. Yeah. This gig is at uh, in the bottom of a basement. Uh, well, it's 
the basement is the bottom. Yeah. But, uh, um, it's just in the basement. Yeah, it's in the basement. But it is on the floor of the basement. Yeah. It's also a metaphor as it is the bottom <laughs> of Margate. Uh, yeah. Uh, but it's essentially this really small room. It's kind of dingy. It's quite a rough crowd. From yeah. What I recall. And yeah. Uh, and I remember one time um, there was this uh, comedian talking about uh, Donald Trump, and there was this guy in the front row going, well, "Yeah, yeah." Well, I quite like Donald Trump. Oh, I want to grab her by the pussy and, and stuff like that. It's just like, oh, this is not my crowd. That's so what I, you want. I, I want to talk about feminism yeah, and yeah. Uh, I want to talk Good about... Good luck. Yeah. I remember one time, I, I, I accidentally told this on stage on Friday and uh, I, did, <laughs> I did a gig in uh, Bolton and uh, I've been trying to write a lot more uh, stuff which I am interested in. Mm. Um, but uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, that's kind of uh, uh, talking about like veganism and feminism uh, and like environmentalism. You know, all the fun stuff. And That'll go down well in the working man's but, club. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, what material should I do today? I think I'll do my feminist thing. And I went into the top of the, into this room above a pub. There were 50 white men from Bolton with their arms crossed, yeah. very agitated. Uh, and they were like, oh, all right, lad, what are you gonna, what are gonna show us today? And I was like, oh, let's talk about feminism. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, um, I was kind of hoping it would be like, uh, oh, that's bloody lovely. Oh, we're all fans of Virginia Woolf in here. Let's go mm. bloody crazy. Mm. Um, but unfortunately, <laughs> they. Uh, in fact, um, it was a weird gig because there was a guy in the front row, and it was a it was a regular gig, and they had regulars in there. And there's this guy who uh, uh, he was commonly referred to as uh, the paedophile uh, of, the, of the comic group. As they, it's, the joke is that back, uh, the person in the audience is a paedophile. Okay. Uh, and I did a routine about me having gay thoughts. And uh, I was like, oh, mate, have you uh, uh, had gay thoughts? He goes, no. Oh, that's disgusting. And he was happy being called a paedophile, yeah. but not okay, a gay man. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's really... There's uh, a man with a strong moral compass yeah. right there. That's what you want. Uh, I wonder what he voted. But, but, um, I, I'm curious about feminism, though, because... I, I do some stuff about it as well, but it's not working out very well for us, is it? Look, Theresa May, Arlene, what's her face? Yeah, well, the that's DUP, her full name. Right? Yeah. Foster, Arlene Foster. Arlene Foster, I yeah. think. These, Hillary Clinton was not particularly yeah. inspiring as a candidate. These are not, you know. Well, I, it'd, be ni- it'd be nice to have some, you know, <laughs> some non cunty women in, yeah. in, 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 in politics, you know what I mean? Ironically, non cunty women. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. but uh, it's, um, it's uh, yeah, it's kind of. But I think it's actually. I think. It's gone the other way, actually. I think it's we're so feminist that we, we don't care that they're women. We just care yeah. that they're evil. Yeah. That, that's the thing. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I was just in Ireland for a comedy festival. Oh, really? How was that? It, uh, it was really good. I wasn't performing. I was just uh, there to help my wife, who's a festival photographer, and to check out the shows. Uh-huh. It's actually the festival how I started my comedy career. Oh, cool. I went there and I saw like five shows a day for four days with people and, and the way they do it is they have mixed bills rather than people doing an hour show okay. so you've got like Dara O'Brien, and Adam Hills oh, uh, Kevin Bridges on mm-hmm. one bill doing 20 minute sets each that's cracking and I saw that and I got really inspired but anyway I was there they just elected the first uh, immigrant background his parents are immigrants and he's gay mm-hmm. Taoiseach Prime Minister yeah, yeah. of Ireland and they all fucking yeah. hate him because he's really right wing yeah yeah, I think, yeah I think it's do you know what I mean yeah. and it's kind of a sign of progress that you can hate someone who's gay and the son of immigrants yeah. and it's okay yeah. because they're just a twat <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean like, uh, I think we've really made some progress yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly but um, you, you mentioned, um, uh, obviously, starting out as a comedian, because mm. uh, obviously uh, that's what this podcast is about. Uh, but yeah, so... Um, what is this podcast about? You never I, did tell me. I, I essentially <laughs> just ambushed you. I you just like, yeah, let's have a drink yeah. and here's the recorder. Yeah, well, that, uh, it's, it's, more, it's more authentic that way, isn't it? Uh, mm. um, 
But, uh, so essentially, this, uh, we're just going to chat about comedy and uh, just anything. Really. I haven't just had any gay thoughts. Oh, well, this podcast is over. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> that's the reason why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a vaguely going here. <laughs> Your wife's away, and I thought I'd just, you know, mooch in. Um, no, but uh, obviously, you, you do some fantastic uh, stuff. I think uh, you're such a strong performer, and, uh, and I thought I would love to have you on. So, uh, yeah, uh, but so, um, so tell us, uh, when you were at the festival in Ireland, what kind of, uh, how long did it take you to uh, start doing comedy yourself, and, uh, and what, who inspired you in particular? Well, I think, you know, it, it's like a combination of things. I think sometimes in life, the gun has to be loaded, and then you can pull the trigger, do you know what I mean? So yeah. by the time I came to that festival and saw these amazing acts, and of course you'll know this as well, that you know the top comedians, they make it look effortless. Yes. Right. So you're sitting there in the audience going, mm, yeah, I can do that. And then of course when you start doing oh, yeah. it, you realize that yeah. it's really not like that. It's yeah. really difficult no, yeah. to make it look like that. Um, but by that point, I'd already do... Uh, I'm a, my day job is a translator, and uh, I would get invited to conferences to present certain things, to talk about things, to host sometimes conversations, things like that. Uh, just to elaborate for the listener, uh, you're a Russian translator. Right? Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, and you were born in Russia as yeah, well. Uh, yeah. Whereabouts were you born in Russia? Moscow. Moscow, cool. Yeah. Uh, and when did you move over to the uh, UK? When I was about 13. Okay, yeah. cool. So quite, quite young. Okay, uh, so you never thought about doing uh, comedy in Russia? No. I never thought about doing comedy in England until I was in my late 20s, probably. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. And it's funny because a lot of people say to me, well, you're starting quite late. And I think, well, yeah, but I didn't have anything to say when I was in my 20s. That's the thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I I just didn't have anything to say. Uh, Well, I... When I, I started out, I did my first gig when I was 19, but I started doing it properly when I was about like 20, Mm. uh, late 20s kind Mm. of thing. And I... As, and I'm 23 at the moment, and I wholeheartedly agree that I have very little to say. Like I, uh, well, I, I do have things I want to say, but I, and I have stories. But I think a lot of people from my generation don't have that life experience. So it's kind of weird to see people who are like 16 doing stand-up because mm. it's just like, oh, I had my first kiss the other day, and it's like, damn it, that's my material. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, uh, but I, 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 I so I kind of I understand when people. I, I, in fact, I, I, I would like to see more people do it later in life because mm. they have so much shit to say. You mm. know? Uh, uh, so you started it when you were... Yeah, you know, probably late, late 20s, probably. Yeah, I think so. Maybe even when I was 30. Yeah, so um, I was getting invited to all these conferences. I'd be speaking there. And you find very quickly when you're speaking to people for an hour that if you don't make them laugh, mm-hmm. you might as well start handing out pillows and blankets. Right? <laughs> That's how it is. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's had a big lunch and they had some wine or beer or whatever at lunch and you just got everyone's falling asleep so that's what I found and people would be coming up to me as I was doing the jokes doing these presentations yeah. and saying oh you should be a comedian you should yeah. be a comedian and I'd be like yeah yeah whatever and I never really paid attention to it but when I went to that festival and that saturation of seeing five comedy shows and some of the best acts in the world in 20 minute sets for, for hours a day yeah. for five days or whatever it is at the Cat Laughs Comedy Festival I was like yeah I want to do this yeah uh, and so I, I went home and I actually wrote an email to uh, the guy who founded the festival and I said this has inspired wow. me to, to, do the, to, to start comedy. Did um, you hear anything back? Uh, well, he's actually a friend of mine, so okay. it's okay. not just a random guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's, how we were, that's how we were there. 
um, and uh, it was it was just that opportunity to do that. Um, and uh, since then, I, I kind of probably waited for about six months or so uh-huh. to 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 do a gig. It did take a little while to when you first start out because yeah. you don't know where to go, yeah. and you kind of uh, you start like looking on Facebook and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it's it. So tell us about your your first gig. Oh man, it was it was an absolutely horrendous experience <laughs> actually uh, because. I, I made several mistakes. Uh, one of the things that people always said to me is never do pay-to-play gigs. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, and the reason wasn't just that you have to pay three quid to get on stage at some crappy place, but actually those gigs are the worst gigs to do. I've, I've never done one before, yeah. but I can imagine that'd be quite... Um, well, well, what's the atmosphere like? What, what, what's, uh, uh, what's wrong with it? Well, there's a certain presumption in your question, which is that there is an atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, sorry, it could be lack thereof. <laughs> yes, there's very much lack thereof. Uh, so basically, you know, imagine, just imagine not being a comedian for mm-hmm. a second. I know it's difficult, but before, <laughs> before you were... Well, yesterday at the gig, yeah. I was for 15 minutes. <laughs> All right. Well, imagine that you'd never been on stage and you'd never seen perhaps live comedy. Even. Mm-hmm. Like, I probably had seen live comedy two or three times before I decided yeah. to be. It sounds oh, ridiculous. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I haven't gone to much live comedy. And when I had, I'd gone to see some of the best acts yeah. in the country, yeah. you know. Um, and uh, so to me you know comedy was like you get on stage and there's 400 people listening and there you are just chatting away making stuff up as you go along yeah. that's comedy that's what I thought comedy is I didn't really think about the fact that people write comedy very carefully yeah. you know you have to really flesh these things out but anyway so imagine my expectations like I say, it sounds ridiculous. Three or four hundred people, yeah. and I turn up to this uh, downstairs bar in the centre of London. There's a stripper pole in the uh, middle of the stage, yeah. and there's no no one in the audience. And then eventually, with like ten minutes to go, about two or three people trickle in, uh, who turn out to be other comedians, oh. who sit in different corners of the room talking to themselves. Now, I didn't particularly realize at the time that they're just rehearsing their material. I just thought there's some seriously fucking weird yeah. people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then, um, basically, I, it was one of those places where they pull your name out of a hat. So yeah, the, yeah, the running order is random, which, as a new comedian, totally stresses that, you yeah, out oh my even God, more. Yeah. That's stressing me out now because yeah. like, I'm such a. I'm quite a, like I need to be quite controlled, uh, and like I need to know when I'm going so I can control my bladder and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. It's like a it's like a, a chemistry set of that. Uh, exactly. But yeah. Uh, so what else happened? So 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 I, uh, the running order is random. And I ended up going last on the night. Oh. So every time yeah. the MC was about to introduce the next act, you're like, <gasps> yeah, <gasps> you're breathing in, breathing out, just to go. Oh yes, I'm about to go. No, I'm not. Yeah, you know. And yeah. That for ten times stresses you out massively. But anyway, the worst thing that happened in the gig was that all the comedians before me had been pretty much the comedians we were talking about. People who don't really have much to say. So what they do say is rape, pedo... Oh, yeah, the shock. The shock yeah. stuff. And they're not even shock comics, they're just shock people. Because you don't know what else to write. Yeah. And you see, well, this is edgy, this will be funny. And yeah. uh, I, I do a gig in uh, Newcastle regularly called Long Live Comedy. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favourite places to try out new material. Uh, it's the longest-running uh, night in Newcastle. Uh, well, sorry, uh, open mic night in Newcastle. And... Um, the, the issue is though is that loads of students come to do it mm. uh, and lots of people trying it for the first time yeah. uh, so we get some really cool uh, people doing it we have some like pro comics doing new stuff yeah. but you also get the people who are absolutely just cr- absolutely crazy doing yeah. it as well yeah. I've, I've seen so many just abortion jokes uh, a lot of rape jokes and uh, 
and the, the thing is, um, it kind of like particularly there's lots of com- comedians at the back as well, so they would generally get a laugh for it, but the laugh is at the comedian. Yeah. Because the, the comedian's quite inexperienced, they mm. assume the laugh is. F- oh, yeah. it's a laugh! Oh, yeah. I'm doing yeah, quite yeah, well yeah, here. Yeah. No, it's uh, and I've I've seen a whole set of uh, this guy dying on his ass, uh, and he's trying to be, but he's got that kind of cocky flair to it because mm. there's this guy at the back called Cal and Cal is a uh, he's a professional comedian uh, he, he was from Britain's Got Talent uh, and he um, he was laughing at the guy quite loudly and quite openly because he was saying some outrageous stuff mm. uh, and uh, the guy thought he was absolutely he thought he absolutely smashed a gig because of it <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I think I remember um I remember him saying, oh, this might be another comedian, but it was on the similar kind of vibe. He goes, oh, right, right, mate, if you think it's so funny, why don't you come up on stage and do it yourself? Yeah. And uh, Carl's like, oh, I'm not going to respond to that. Yeah. But I was comparing, yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. coming on stage, like, well, the person you just insulted, that's the guy I'm pretty little telling me. He could smoke you under the water, my yeah, friend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, when you start running a night, and you'll, you'll know this even better than I do, you kind of realise how delusional a lot of comedians are. Yeah. And, and we all, I think, attempted into that. And I had some very good advice at the beginning, which is the slower you go, the further you'll get. Yeah. Um, which was really good for me. But I see all the time people who, who are applying for a 20-minute spot when they don't even have a five that works. But it's... it's yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I've been kind of wondering about this a lot myself because... Um, I, uh, as a young comedian, I did want to go fast. Uh, well, the, the, the instinct is to go as fast as possible. Yeah. You want to get there, uh, but obviously, I think skill does take time. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it, I, uh, so I do understand where people do apply. I've seen comedians who barely hold down a fire spot apply to close the night, and it's like that doesn't quite work that yeah. uh, And but again, there is delusion. But uh, then again, I, I'm not sure if I, because I can see it in myself. You know, I mean, when I was a younger comedian, I, mm. um, well, I did write an hour-long show last year, and from this, I've written a second show this year. But if I were to write it now, I would say I'd probably say I wouldn't do an hour-long show. Yeah. Like uh, it would be the wrong time to do yeah. it. But then again, because I did do that, I've got a lot better writing it. So mm-hmm. it's kind of it's kind of a double-edged sword. But yeah, absolutely. But then again, I think the the crucial bit is arrogance. If yeah. you kind of like, well, but if you think you're amazing, I think you have to take your hits and your losses in the same in the same page. I think you just have to be realistic, and you have to. The way I look at it is, you have to do what you do, mm-hmm. and then see what the the feedback is on that. Yeah. So if you're doing tens and you're smashing it, mm-hmm. that means you can do a fifteen. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But you shouldn't ask for a twenty until you're smashing the fifteens. Yeah. And maybe you know, I I I certainly haven't written an hour show, but that's because I don't feel I have I have I feel like I have a lot to say. But I haven't got the skill yet yeah. to say it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so that's what I'm kind of working on. I'm not even that concerned about having a 10 or a 15 or a 20 or a half an hour set. Yeah. I'm much more interested in what is my skill level right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, coming back to, to, the, to yes, the first sorry, sorry. So there was a, a sequence of these guys, as is yeah. guys, <laughs> yeah. doing this Were child... white guys? Yeah, yeah. yeah, fucking white people, yeah. evil. Yeah. They're the uh, worst people. The worst people, people. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, no. Um, but th- th- they were doing the stuff and I made the mistake being quite new to the open mic circuit that mm-hmm. sitting in the front row oh, yeah. and bringing my wife with me and so my wife is sitting there listening to these nine guys doing paedophilia jokes Good. through the night mm-hmm. and I'm just cringing on her behalf more than anything else because I'm like yeah I don't give a shit mm-hmm. but you know I know for her it's very unpleasant yeah, and she's yeah. also someone who's very visual so when they we say all these things she's seeing them oh, and it's really yeah, unpleasant yeah. so by the time we got to the ninth guy, um, 
and he did a particularly bad child rape joke. Okay. I involuntarily shook my head. Yeah. And since he had no response all night, that was like the, the most response yeah. he got. Yeah. He picked up on it and he went, oh, you don't like that? And I, and I went, mm, yeah, not really. And, yeah. and he then decided that I'd heckled him. Okay. And he tried to headbutt me after the gig. What? Yeah. <laughs> Can you... Like, so it wasn't during the gig, but after no, the gig. No, after the gig. So I went on and I did my five minutes. Yeah. To, to complete silence because the room was so fucking tense by that point uh, yeah, irrespective yeah. of whether I was funny or not yeah, it, yeah. it was never going to be funny after that um, because he, he, he when he came off stage he then from the audience called me a cunt and, oh, and the whole thing like, it went oh, like that no. and then after the gig he, he said we have to have words oh man yeah. uh, and then tried to headbutt me interestingly he missed <laughs> Like, how do you miss a headbutt? I still don't understand to this day. Oh, but that's like... what happened. And so for, the, for another six months after that, I was like, I'm not sure I want to do this comedy oh thing. <laughs> that is a visceral first game. Yeah. But, and if you think about the contrast as well between yeah. my expectations... Oh my what, god! Comedy, yeah. seeing it on TV because it's so slick and professional. Yeah, yeah, and every yeah, yeah. joke lands, and yeah. then there's a you're in a dark room with yeah. no comedy yeah, whatsoever. No audience, yeah. etc. Yeah, it was quite a contrast. So the, I had one of the toughest starts that you can get, I think, in, in this. In yeah, this that's that's pretty. Uh, but I, I I don't that guy is a very uh, a very short fuse. If you know what I mean. If you if you didn't. Yeah. If, Essentially, you didn't like one of his jokes, and he called you uh, like he tried to headbutt you. Yeah, <laughs> it's not, yeah, yeah. Again, you know. But the thing is, like, I think by and large, most comedians um, are, are pretty nice, especially the ones who want to do it as a career yeah. kind of thing. But um, I think it's more the people who are doing it short term are a bit more temperamental, I mm. suppose. Uh, but yeah, well, the thing is, actually, you know, before I got into comedy, a lot of people said to me, "It's a nasty business. Everyone is in it for themselves." Everyone's extremely selfish and self-centered. And I... Yeah, of course, we all want to do well, but I haven't found that at all. And no, I think the further up you go, the more friendly and welcoming and encouraging totally, people yeah. are. That's what I find. Like, um, I think it might be more... I think, as it aren't, it is difficult. Um, as in, but I think that you do get that kind of attitude. I, I, this is me totally speaking from no experience, but like, uh, you, you, it's kind of... It's a stereotypical thing from acting and mm. stuff like that. And... Uh, uh, but with comedy, I think because it is a hard thing, and I think it is a very like, mentally quite a straining thing as well. Mm. So I think everyone's always really nice, particularly like all like they say never meet your heroes, but mm. my heroes are comedians, mm. and every single one of them I met have been just the nicest people. Yeah, if you know what I mean. yeah. and very encouraging and, and friendly and. Uh, you know, there's this great Frank Skinner line. Uh, I don't know, have you read Frank Skinner's autobiography? No, yeah. he, he, he said that he hates going to new act competitions because yeah. he hates the part of himself that wants them to be shit. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And I, I have found that I don't, at least in, when speaking to people, I don't find that they see me as competition. Maybe yeah. it's because I, I am shit and they're, they're not worried. <laughs> but I, I just get, like, I did your gig a couple of weeks ago uh-huh. uh, in... Uh, Rochester, yeah, and uh, Adam Bloom was there. And yes. Adam Bloom, oh, was, my God, yeah. you know, he's been on Mock the Week, yeah. and, and he, we were just sitting there chatting for a good twenty minutes, and then afterwards, yeah. you know, he, he he asked me how I'm doing, what's going on, etc. And he was very encouraging, and he oh, said, that, yeah. you know, I really think that you'll do well with this because you know you're outgoing and all this, and and 
he didn't have to say that. Yeah. You know, yeah. he could have just sat there and been friendly without. And I, I just find that most people yeah. are very, very encouraging. Uh, I, I, I'd say I met Adam Bloom and I, did, I didn't realize how much of a big fan I was because I became like a stuttering mess. It's the first time. <laughs> I, 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 I cringed so hard that night because I literally said, because uh, it was Adam Bloom. I was like, oh my God, it's Adam Bloom in my head. And then he went, oh, hi, I'm Adam. Mm. What's your name? Yeah. And this has never happened to me before. But I was like, um, um, uh, I'm Adam. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm And I kind of... I want to be so much like I've got the same name. <laughs> I said, I genuinely said that. And yeah. I, the thing is, like, I didn't realise I was so nervous. Because, like, I, I do like Adam Bloom. But I didn't realise how much I liked him. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm just a stuttering wreck. Uh, but, uh, yeah, um, again, he, he was really nice. Mm. And it was... Uh, it was, again, like, even Tiernan was there, Tiernan Dewey was yeah. doing his uh, preview, and yeah. he has always been, ex- he's always had the time for me, mm. and uh, I'm also friends with Mark Thomas as well, mm. and he's always been there to have time for me, mm. and he's a big comedian mm. as well, like, uh, uh, so it's, um, yeah, I've always, uh, and I, I've heard that story where, like, um, in, particularly in America, um, in New York, uh, that uh, they had, like, People like Jerry Seinfeld talked to open mic queens to tell them how to work their stuff better. Mm. That's, isn't that so nice? Yeah. You know, that is a, that's a caring yeah. uh, community. Uh, I, I've, I've had people who are, have no reason really to do it, but maybe they've opened the night at a big club that I'm doing an open spot at, mm-hmm. and then they would intentionally stay to watch me so they could then give me feedback oh, on how to improve, you know? Yeah. So I, I think it's, it's a very friendly, very encouraging kind of, yeah. kind of place. But yeah, uh, well, it's it's I, I'm, I'm, it's good to when you find friends as well, because yeah. uh, it kind of makes. I realise that because um, comedians are so focused with goals, they're trying to get mm. somewhere all the time. Particularly if you're open mind comedian, you're full of doubt. Mm. Like, I, like I don't know. Like, oh, hopefully I'm gonna do all right on a bit, but equally we don't know. If you know mm. what I mean? But what what you gotta enjoy more is the journey and each gig and chatting to people and meeting new friends. Yeah. So that's. You gotta enjoy that part of it, as yeah. Well. So, um, but yeah, uh, I thought I'd, uh, I've got I've written some like general podcast questions. I okay. thought, uh, can I try some out on you? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Uh, so number one, describe your act in three words. Russian, funny Russian comedian. Okay, <laughs> you had that. Down, <laughs> I, I had yeah. to put the funny in. Yeah. <laughs> well, if it's just Russian, uh, um, but yeah, uh, okay. Uh, um, what, okay, what is the worst gig you've done? Um, I think we've talked about yeah. this. <laughs> Parentheses, uh, we're slimming headbutting comedians. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I did a gig up in Edinburgh uh, last year. Was that part of the festival? Or? It was during the festival. Uh, and it was, um, interestingly, it was a, a, a gig called Around the World, which is the idea is to get comedians from other countries. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, doing 10 minutes each. And um, this was just after Brexit. <laughs> Oh yeah, and you know my thoughts on Brexit have changed quite a lot. I don't really do the typical kind of lefty liberal. Everyone who voted Brexit is a twat, mm-hmm. and all people shouldn't vote and etc. anymore. Um, yeah, but that was my initial angle on it. I think as most comedians kind of felt that way. Well, I think it was a. Uh, again, I'm, I'm. I think with Brexit, it does change every day, and even with the election, it changes. Um, 
Uh, but it's, uh, I think it, that in that period, it's very much a reaction. It's like, oh my god, I can't believe this is happening, yeah. kind of thing. And yeah. it, it, I think we kind of re- reacted that way. Yeah. And and but the thing is that I think it's very much like Facebook, where you you end up in an echo chamber. Oh yeah. Most comedians are left wing. Most audiences that go to comedy, at least audibly, in their response, are left wing, mm-hmm. right? Maybe except for your Bolton. Wife, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Bolton in the market. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> except for those. So so you end up in a bit of an echo chamber, and if you live down south as you and I do or you did at the time at least yeah. right? I, I'm, I'm a nomad you know I don't, yeah. I'm, I'm around the country yeah. but, but if you perform down south in London and Brighton and yeah. Kent most of Kent anyway you end up kind of going basically it's lazy you end up going oh Brexit is a bit of a cunty thing to do isn't it and everyone's like ah. and you're like oh I'm a great comedian when you go up to Edinburgh you kind of find that the country isn't quite with you on that particular position yeah. and so anyway I went to this gig um, and uh, in, and I, I was standing in the back as the, the room was filling and this crowd of uh, women from Yorkshire interestingly oh. uh, in their 40s all quite overweight all in their 40s as I say like you, you know the, the, like, yeah. like <laughs> they're a kind of very certain type of person yeah, I, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on a hen night oh, okay, walked yeah. in and took up exactly oh. half of the room Yep, and um, the guy who was emceeing absolutely smashed it because he was doing fantastic dick jokes and all this kind of thing, and they, they were really going for it. Fantastic dick jokes is my act in free words. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, he was better at that. He was he was dirtier anyway. Sorry, I was he was sorry. a lot dirtier. All the acts are dying hardcore, okay. and they're good acts. I mean, really good yeah. acts. Uh, so um, anyway, I won't name names, but people, yeah, people yeah, are not but, doing well. Yeah, it's yeah. going really yeah, really it's badly. A hard room. Yeah. And I'm watching it, and I'm thinking. Well, maybe yeah. you know. I don't know if you have this feeling, but sometimes what, I can go two ways. If I'm like, let's say I'm third on in a gig, yeah. and I'm watching the first two acts dying, I my my brain can go in two ways. One of them is these guys are shit. Yeah. I'll be great. Yeah, yeah. The other way is oh fuck, this audience is is yeah, really yeah, hard yeah. to play. And in that particular moment, I don't know why my brain went. Oh yeah, I'm great. This will be fine. Yeah. <laughs> so I go on stage and I'm doing my stuff and I'm not getting very much because yeah. they they are quite reserved anyway and you know I don't do much in terms of dick jokes. Yeah. And then I went into the Brexit stuff. Okay. And the room goes silent. Yeah. And and a couple of minutes in, I just out of a general frustration, I'm like, did all of you vote Brexit or something? <laughs> And the silence gets even quieter, and then this head hen, like clearly the the, the main one there, the main cooker, the main cooker. She goes, "Yes." Oh man! And then, and, and I managed to kind of pick it up from there and yeah. be a bit conciliatory, but it was a really fucking hard gig, and it just felt like it was such a rude awakening. Yeah. And and for me, actually, I think it was very good in a way because I kind of realised that if you want to do comedy. If you want to talk about these controversial things, you have to find an angle. Yeah. Well, you've got to go one of two ways, I think. You either have to just say, fuck everybody who doesn't agree with me, mm-hmm. and you do your own thing to your own audience, mm-hmm. or you have to find a way of talking about these things in a way that everyone can relate to. But, so, for yeah. example, I take the piss out of Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah, I had that thing I told you about where Donald Trump supporter enjoyed yeah. the show. Yeah. But that's, that's kind of what you're but, trying to do. Yeah, that's exactly... You've hit the nail on the head there, because like, um, it's... Uh, again, Brexit's more hard to kind of uh, to kind of negotiate because it's it is a very um, you, you have to tread lightly with it as well. Uh, but then again, equally, if if you are the kind, of, I think it does depend on your persona. Because if you are a comedian that goes, "Well, fuck you guys, I'm going to say what I want," it yeah. works for you. But 
again, some comedians who have, who might have articles, but you need, well, if you're going to talk about Brexit, it has to be somewhat articulate. You can't, I, I think, like, people do it in, like, it needs, like, a, like, it needs explanations, like that. Um, I, I saw a preview of Stuart Goldsmith's show, and uh, he has this great bit about Brexit. But, it, well, it, it's based off Brexit, but it's not about Brexit, if you know what I mean. It, mm. So it's, it, I think if, it, if you don't insult the people who voted uh, to leave, uh, I think it's, um, I don't know, it's, it's, it's about finding a way that you can negotiate with everyone's having fun. Yeah, yeah. And that, exactly. comedy is about unification with the yeah. audience as well, so... And I think it's also about realizing that you are not the the most intelligent person in the room necessarily as a comedian. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like I used to do this joke when Brexit first happened about how um, I used to say, you know, these people are worried about immigrants stealing their jobs, mm-hmm. but now that we've had Brexit, it's fine because there won't be any jobs to steal. Yeah. But that hasn't actually proven to be right. Yeah. The the economic impact hasn't been yeah. so bad that we have no jobs to steal. Or no jobs, you know, to, yeah, to be yeah, filled. Yeah. So I was wrong about that, and many of the people who voted for Brexit weren't. So I, I think it was a wake-up call for me to kind of go, well, maybe I don't know everything. Yeah. You know? And now when, when I t- when I joke about Brexit, I just kind of I find that, like for example, one of the things I'll often do is I'll go on stage and say, "Have we got any Russians in?" Yeah. And usually there aren't. Yeah. And I'll say, oh, Brexit's working. Yeah. And everybody yeah. finds that funny. Yeah. Even if you voted for Brexit, you yeah. find that funny. Because you know I'm not insulting but, you. But that's, I think that's the point of it. It's like we're saying that... Because uh, uh, I think when, we, when Brexit happened, a lot of the jokes were, well, fuck uh, the leavers kind yeah. of thing. But it's, I think it's now more of uh, you're reacting to the reaction of it, if you yeah. know what I mean. Uh, so I think, uh, that, I think, again, it's a funny joke now. Mm. Right? And it's... Uh, it's yeah, so it's kind of it's less of a kind of like sit in shame kind of thing. It's more of a uh, it's it's more of a joke. And it's not everybody. I mean, look at someone like uh, Joe Wells. Do you know Joe Wells? Yes, yeah. Like he did a show last year called Ten Things I Hate About UKIP. Yeah, and it's a very funny show. Yeah, it's a great show. But yeah. you're only going to go and see that show if you're of a certain yeah exactly yeah. political position. But, but right? I think if you're a comedian who um, has his own following, yeah, or has their own following. Uh, is that um, oh well done well yeah. done yeah, yeah, yeah. the feminist is jumping out there well, to it, it, in all fairness I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I was speaking from Joe's point of view if you know what I mean, uh, so, but I just I meant, I'm making the point broader as well <laughs> I'm going to add that out to make sound sound great <laughs> oh god uh, the inner liberals coming out of me yeah, yeah. that the beer is bringing out my liberalism yeah. um, but uh, I think um like for example, Mark Thomas, uh, he he's going to be playing to Mark Thomas fans. Yeah, know? people are going to go and see that. Show. Yeah. Joe Wells is not exactly uh, uh, the biggest name out there, but obviously he's going to have his following. Mm. He he's a good enough comedian to have people to, mm. to see him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he's a good enough comedian for people to come and want to see. No, him. but like uh, obviously. Well, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I You're not fucking editing this out. This nah, is the best bit. Oh of my God, I hate myself. <laughs> Okay. Oh, well, um, we, we've reached the, the crucial point of the yeah, podcast. Uh, you so we've know, got you to hate yourself. Uh, in Kong Pod, they, they have a uh, yeah. You know, uh, we get people. We get, it gets the interviewee uh, uh, to, uh, to you know uh, break down and cry. But in this comp- uh, podcast, it's the interviewer <laughs> that breaks down and cry. Sounds so, good to me. Um, okay. Uh, um, what gig did you die at last? Uh, you know what. I actually can't remember. Oh, look at me. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> good. So good at comedy. Actually, no, I can't remember. Probably about four or five months ago. I, I didn't die, though. I mean, it depends what you mean by death. Because I'm so hard on myself that if I don't get a smashing response, yeah. I think I died. 
it's uh, the, there is a I think there's a second time for death. There's death, which is like wow, yeah. they are not white. like 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 yeah. the, the um, like the first kind of meaning of death. But I think there's a second meaning of death, which is just apathy. So yeah, you get a couple of laughs and like they're on board, but they just don't give a shit. If you know what I mean. Well, what I find is that obviously as I'm moving up. The, the comedy ladder because you're smashing all because I'm gigs. smashing all the gigs obviously that I'm starting to to do gigs with people who are really really oh, really yeah, good yeah. and so in that kind of room quite often you're getting the response you deserve it's just the other people on the bill are getting a much better response because they deserve a much better response do you yeah, know what I mean yeah. so I did a gig in Tunbridge Wells actually here where we are where I'm my own night now and um, I mean the lineup was very strong and so I just didn't do quite as well. And you, you know that state when you're on stage and you have that little voice in your head that kind of goes, oh, this isn't going as oh, well as I thought. Because kind of, like, well, I, I'm not an autopilot, but I'm kind of in performance mode. But yeah. then the voice creeps in, it's like, Man, this isn't going as well as you thought yeah. it is. Yeah, and, and that's what it was. And, and then it, it massively affects your performance. I oh, think. yeah. And then it doesn't go as well as you thought it would go. So that, that happened, but it wasn't really a death. I mean, nothing is spectacular. This is the first gig I told you about. Yeah. Uh, nothing quite like uh, okay. That's fair enough. Here's, here's a, 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 a double track question. Um, where do you see yourself and politics in the next five years? Do you mean those two things separately, or me oh, in relation to politics? I, whatever you want, uh, it's fine. I, I haven't really thought for the question, I just wrote down some pointers. So. I don't know, I, I, one of the things that I think no one is talking about, really, that is a big, big, big problem that's coming over from America, is this whole culture of trigger warnings and safe spaces, and yeah. you can't talk about this, and if you think this, then you're evil. And I think that's where we get Brexit and Trump and all these kind of things, where people are having to suppress their own opinion publicly because it's inappropriate yeah well, you know what I mean and like one of the things sorry no, no, just please. finish the point is that, that really pisses me off in this country is that British people are being labelled as anti-immigrant and xenophobic when we live in one of the most tolerant friendly open countries in the entire world not just in the entire world in the history of the world and everything has to be understood in comparison well, I come from Russia right I'm an immigrant here and British people are incredibly welcoming, incredibly friendly, incredibly tolerant. Uh, compared to Russia, which is not the yeah. worst country in the world, it's not the best, but it's not the worst necessarily, this country is incredibly tolerant, perhaps too tolerant in a way. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Definitely. So uh, that's what pisses me off, that we've gone so far off to the liberal left that now you can't, you can't say that you want to control immigration. Why shouldn't British people want to control immigration? It's a perfectly normal, reasonable position to hold. Yeah. But if I were to post that on Facebook, on my liberal eco-chamber Facebook, I'd get torn to shreds. Yeah, it's, it's um, like, obviously, I, uh, it's, it's a bit of a delicate issue because um, I, I think people, again, it's, we're a very reactionary, uh, like, uh, uh, time, uh, especially liberals, are quite like, oh, that's a thing uh, which I disagree with. Mm. I'm gonna just, and there's different ways of responding to it, which isn't necessary. You know what I mean? Uh, but um, I read a, well, I listened to a podcast with Adam Curtis, who is a British uh, documentarian, he, um, and he essentially talks about um, individual uh, individualism versus collectivism, mm. and I think that's got something to do with um, offence uh, and how people see things. Because uh, what he's saying is that. Uh, in the last 50 years, well, for, for uh, lo- long times in history, we've uh, 
we've been dedicated to a cause, like mm. either religion or uh, if you're for a political movement, like if you want, uh, uh, we've kind of dedicated our lives to a certain thing. Yeah. But in the last like couple of decades, we've had individualism where we've had to express ourselves. Mm. We've made ourselves important, and uh, and I, I haven't really thought about this uh, through uh, entirely, but um, I think it uh, it might be like a an idea that. That, uh, we, we can kind of place ourselves as important and therefore we want to get offended by mm. things like we want to go hey that's yeah. uh, uh, it makes yourself valid and that kind of fills the void in your life which makes you depressed yeah. and stuff like and that and that's why you get a lot of this kind of virtue signaling on, on yeah. social media where people are pretending to be moral and pretending to be caring about things uh, and stuff like that when really I don't know if they do I really don't. I'm really not so sure about that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, that worries me. That, I think that's a, the, the trend as a comedian. I think particularly the trend where, you know, like we're the canary in the coal mine in a way. Yeah. When comedians stop being able to say things, when comedians get lose commissions and lose projects and lose shows and lose audiences yeah. because they're saying things that are not even offensive, particularly they're just a little bit controversial. Mm -hmm. Um, that's a very worrying sign for us as a society because freedom of speech is not just it's not just a cool thing to have it's what makes our society what it is yeah. and for all the things that people can be upset about in our society we live in a pretty fucking great time this is the best time yeah. to be alive ever and the best place to be alive probably ever Yeah. do definitely. you know what I mean? Definitely. so if you take all of that into consideration it's very important that we preserve what we already have and I think a lot of people have been tricked, they've been duped into thinking that there's something badly wrong with the world and it has to be radically revamped and changed and, and, and things have to be completely different. When in reality what we need to do is we need to keep the good stuff that we already have and just tinker around the edges. You know, things like, you know, things that you care about, I care about, you know, equality and all these things, they're improving very quickly. Yeah. Even the last election where no one seems to be particularly happy with that outcome, mm -hmm. more women than ever have been elected to parliament. Yeah. So we are doing better. Yeah. We are doing better. But I think people are much more impatient now. And that impatience can turn into things that are damaging because if you're impatient, you then become radical. And when you become radical, you start to tear away things that are the foundation of the society itself. Anyway, this got really serious. Yeah, uh, just to clarify, uh, uh, we're both... <laughs> we're still funny, yeah, just yeah, not yeah. at this particular moment. No, uh, but, um, you know, uh, we're, we're going to wrap this up now. Uh, yeah, if that's, that's uh, a good time. Uh, but yeah, uh, well, thank you for coming on to the podcast. Thanks for having uh, me. Uh, we're going to finish off with one question. Um, okay, um, um, has comedy improved or worsened your life? Definitely improved. Definitely. It's like a game for me to play that I enjoy and I get to the next level and the next level and the next level. Because you smash all those gigs, don't you, Constantine? Well, yeah. we've established that very well by this <laughs> point. Yeah, of course. Yeah. No, but the, the great thing about comedy is that I have so far to go and so many levels. Like, my day job, I'm pretty bored with it because there's not really that much more I can do. Yeah. With comedy, there's so many steps for me to, to try and get to that... Um, that's what I enjoy, the challenge of it, the, the, the doing the gigs, the improving, the writing new material. Like, you know, when you write a new bit and yeah. it just works and you think, oh, this is so exactly. good. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. happen very often, but, you know. <laughs> oh, but now I'm, I'm like... Maybe for you, but not for me. Uh, all the time. <laughs> yeah, all the time. Apart from last night. Because you're smashing <laughs> all the gigs, as well. Uh, but, uh, yeah, where can people find you on uh, Twitter uh, and Facebook? Uh, my Twitter's at, at Constantin Kissin, and on, uh, easier probably to find me on Facebook. It's at uh, the, the page is called From Russia With Laugh. 
laugh. Yeah, I was going to say... I'm it, not proud of it, but no, that's what it is. It's a cracking name. Yeah. But, uh, and do try and see uh, uh, him when you can, because he's uh, amazing. I, I have him a lot of my gigs, so just come and see me. Please. please. <laughs> no, just come and see me and then leave before me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm comparing, so fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Thank you. And that was Constantin. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been, it was a really fun episode. Uh, uh, th- there was bits which it did get quite, um, quite serious, and also, like Constantin, I, I think he's a quite a liberal dude. Uh, but I think uh, he has these, as he, as he said at the start, he's a bit of a contrarian. He likes to uh, disagree with um, a lot of the um, people within our echo chamber. And I think having that critical thinking skill is uh, quite vital. Uh, and uh, he's, as I say, he's a man with uh, a lot of experience. And uh, yeah, I, I think he has some uh, some uh, strong opinions in which uh, uh, which do have some uh, have validation. You know, I think they're very interesting. Uh, uh, but yeah, he's a he's a very interesting guy. I think you should check him out. Um, uh, go and see him at his live gigs. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter and the Rush um, uh, and Facebook uh, under the the title "From Russia with Laughs," which is he doesn't like it, but it is one of the best names ever. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, uh, you should also check out his comedy night, Comedy Tapas. Uh, we I did stay for the show, and man, it's a belter. He has some absolute great comedians on like there was wasn't a single like weak link in the whole night everyone was perfect uh and that is in the royal tunbridge wells so if you're in the area or can do check it out very nice uh and um yeah uh, thank you again for listening it's great to have you back we're trying to get the uh, the numbers uh up again because we uh, well i imagine they'll be slightly dropped off so if you want to be uh, an absolute legend you can uh give us five star review uh, that'd be lovely or you can tell a friend about us, or if you wanted to be extra special, um, this is incredibly late notice, but uh, on Saturday the 17th, uh, this uh, will be going live, will be the Drunk Comedian Podcast live at Hastings Fringe Festival at 2.45 uh, on the 17th. Uh, we'll be doing an hour talking to three comedians about all the lives i imagine uh yeah uh, and also the audience gets to ask some questions it should be fun and yeah come along and if you are going to that festival you can come and see me live on both thursday and friday uh i on the thursday it's 8 45 p.m uh at the pump house and on the saturday uh, on the friday it is um 7 30 at the jenny lind um I'm doing my solo show, 100 Acts of Morality. Uh, it's going well. Haven't done it since Swindon, uh, and that was the best gig ever. Uh, so a cruel, rude awakening is, <laughs> is coming. So if you want to stop that from happening, come and see me live. It would be lovely to have you. Um, if you if you do listen to the podcast and you uh, have come specifically to see me, uh, you just, just say hello. It would be really nice. Um, uh, I will give you a high five or something. Um <laughs> as if that's something you really want. Uh, but yeah, come along, we'd love to see you. Or if you're just in the area, I'm doing, well, uh, wherever you live, I'll probably be doing gigs near you soon because uh, I'm a busy little bee. So just send me a message, come and uh, see me live. 
follow us on Facebook and Twitter at DrunkConPod. And yeah, um, I'll see you very shortly with some fantastic episodes. Keep your eye out. See you soon. Bye.